As leaders, we have the power to set the stage for the culture we want to create. But that isn't always easy. It starts with a fearless pursuit of our own personal authenticity as the catalyst for real connection with our team. I'm Rebecca Kornmetter, and this is Moments Move Us, a people-first podcast unlocking the power of meaningful moments by bringing you stories that inspire. After many powerful conversations with change-making leaders, we're wrapping up season one of Moments Move Us. To celebrate, we're going to revisit key moments from our conversations, pausing to reflect on some of the wisdom that our guests have shared. What you'll hear is that although each discussion brought new insights, there were a few overarching ideas that really stood out. Most notably, the importance of staying genuine and authentic as leaders, so that we build environments that cultivate trust. This paired with a more human approach to our staff and patients that celebrates the meaningful encounters and wins alongside acknowledging the tough times too. Work together to set the stage to build a culture of value and belonging for all those that we lead. Let's dive in, starting with our first guest of the season, Dr. Sharif Elmahal, past president and CEO of University Hospital in Newark, New Jersey, and President Biden's nominee for Undersecretary for Health at the VA. On the show, he discussed the importance of taking the time to speak with someone to understand their motivations as well as their concerns. Dr. Elnahal describes how investing time in connecting with others in a deeper way opens the door for change. The approaches I took with our employees when we mandated vaccination, and trust me, that was not a universally popular thing when we did it over the summer, was that I actually had lunches and dinners and breakfasts with people depending on their shifts who were hesitant to get the vaccine. We had already, of course, announced our intention to mandate it. So people came with questions, people came in anger, people came in frustration, and people came in fear to ask me about why I did this. And I invited it. And knowing how empowered our community is, they all showed up. And one thing I was able to do was employ the same tactic to say, how many people in this room have had somebody been affected by COVID? or have died from COVID. Almost everybody in the room raised their hand. That makes sense in a community where COVID was hands down the number one cause of death in our community and in black and brown communities everywhere in 2020. And so the same tactic, what if I could tell you that simply just getting the shot, and by the way, how stressed are you right now resisting vaccination? Because most people will tell you that it's stressful to think about vaccination, be nervous about it, and you can tell them all of the evidence about how safe and effective it is in the world. But if they're still fearful, that's a stressful state. And so I said, what if I told you that when you get the shot, you'll forget about it and you won't have to think about this anymore. So that actually worked for many more people than I thought. Nobody has all the answers, not even leaders. So why do we pretend that we do? Hannah Song, the VP and Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer from Children's Hospital Los Angeles discuss the power in vulnerability and authenticity. We might not be able to offer you a solution. And that is so hard for leaders to sit with because we are so used to being reactionary, placing our worth and value based on providing solutions and immediate responsive solutions. And at the same time, we're humans. We make mistakes. There are some times where we have all the best of intentions and put out a policy and we think it's going to make your life so much greater. And in reality, the unintended consequence was that it didn't really think about X person or this kind of situation or whatever it is. We are fallible as humans and systems. 
And so when we're able to just take a pause, acknowledge, listen, get the feedback, and then just say, hey, we are going to be working on this and we'll get back to you. I think that is so real that people appreciate and respect that. We do not have all the answers all the time. The workforce in healthcare is in crisis and suffering from burnout known as the parallel pandemic. Dr. Swati Mehta, the Director of Quality and Performance and Patient Experience at Vituity, joined the show to share how she prioritizes celebrating her team in real time to improve culture. A lot of times a good job, a high five, and a passing comment is not enough. So how do we intentionally celebrate? The most important thing in my mind is if we can do anything is first is real time. It has to be a real time celebration when that moment happens. So for example, we do leader rounding in our hospital, right? As a leader, you go in to a patient's room, ask them how they're doing, not necessarily talk about the clinical stuff, but how's your experience, anyone you want to recognize, right? And as and when they call out that nurse, they call out the CNA, or they call out the cleaner who gave them that extra pillow. We as leaders, it is on us to go back to that leader of that team and tell them, hey, that physician, that nurse, that CNA did an exceptional job. This is the patient who said it. So in real time, leader to leader, if that trickle down happens, morale and culture improves. Cassandra Crow-Jackson, Chief Experience Officer at Sharp Healthcare, reflected on silver linings from the pandemic. She discussed the importance of focusing on people as a critical part of the healthcare journey in order to drive both patient and caregiver experience. One of the things that I hope doesn't shift back is that we have started to focus on people and connecting people, whether it be families to patients with, you know, with the visitation policies, or really now that strong focus on our employees and making sure they are whole and their well-being has become a major focus. And that, that human experience piece, having risen to the top, is maybe one of the best gifts of COVID from a healthcare business perspective is that we are really focusing on people again, which is really what healthcare should have been about always. But somehow along the journey of these last 20 plus years, we've become more business minded and dollars focused. And so it's nice to kind of see that right now we're really focusing on connecting back to humanity. We stocked our leadership tool belts with Dr. Anita Gerard, Chief Nursing Officer for Cedar sinai Medical Center. She taught us that self-care doesn't have to be a large-scale commitment in order for it to be transformative. And she shared micro-practices that we can all incorporate on a daily basis. Showing up for people is as simple as, you know, going from one perhaps upset patient and family to going to wash your hands, taking a few deep breaths, stopping at the door before you go in the next patient's room and then be able to open the door with a fresh presence of yourself. So I think that it needs to be intentional. It can't just be like, show better, be better. You have to do some work around it. And you have to, I really believe in toolkits and tool belts, I call it for leadership. And so you have to provide some exact things that people can do to soothe themselves and make themselves feel better or soothe their patients or soothe the world, whoever that is for them. Dr. Quana Batiste is the Chief Nursing Officer at UCLA Health and is a relentless advocate for others. During our conversation, she described how she respectfully escalates conversations so that they go from discussing a problem to actually finding a solution. When I would be casually talking to individuals and just hearing about their concerns and they're venting to me about what's going on, maybe something on the unit that needed to change, 
it was something in me that would escalate those conversations in a way that was respectful, but just to be the voice for what everyone was feeling when no one was willing to speak up. And those are the principles that I still live through and live true to today. When you talk about speaking up for racism and nursing and healthcare, it's the things, the elephant in the room that people see but don't address. There's something that is born into me that makes me feel comfortable saying, hey, this is what we're feeling. And so when the Pixis machine wasn't working or we didn't have the right supplies or the IV catheters, the new ones didn't work, I would just take that to the next level and say, hey, this is what's happening instead of just taking in the information and realizing that it's not right, but not saying anything. I always chose the opportunity to speak up because I saw that as the only way that things would change and get better. Michelle Sanchez Bickley, former Chief Human Resources Officer at Renowned Health, is passionate about lifting people up, whether it's within your organization or not. Here she is explaining how a simple word of encouragement can inspire others to try something they never thought possible, regardless of where it takes them. I think of a moment too when I have an employee who has left me to go on to a bigger, better thing, then I feel like I did my job because we want them to grow, whether it's within the organization, ideally, but sometimes you don't have that opportunity for them. So you want them to grow. And to get a letter months back later from that person to say, you don't know what a difference you made in my life. I wouldn't have been here had you not coached me and mentored me to get to this point. And I thought, okay, that's a moment. Didn't need to be lights and camera. It just needed to be a simple thank you or you made a difference. People in the C-suite can seem inaccessible. That's why Denzel Ross, CEO at Northwest Healthcare Tucson, is intentional about shortening the distance between himself and his staff. Here he shares about creating a culture of caring that is built on team members feeling the love, having the trust to escalate their concerns, and ultimately feeling that they belong. It's very important to make sure that our, our teams, they feel the love, they feel like they're wanted, they feel like their roles are important, they feel like they could come to work and do great things. And more importantly, I think they feel like they could come to work and speak up when things aren't looking right or things aren't going right and not feel like they're going to be retaliated against because it's all about creating that culture of caring. And part of that culture of caring is being able to speak up when things aren't going right and not have it come down to finger pointing, but asking questions to learn. Where did we fall short? Where did we make a mistake? And how can we move on and make sure that doesn't happen again? Culture can be the biggest differentiator for job seekers. Jim Dunn, Executive VP and Chief People and Culture Officer at Atrium Health, shared why focusing on purpose and people was key to his team's strategy for warding off the Great Resignation. One of the things we did early on during the pandemic in our attempt to ward off the great resignation and the burnout and the stress was to, again, be very intentional with leaning in, talking to leaders, having authentic conversations. But we also realized that just in healthcare, it was just, it's just stressful for everyone, right? The last two years. So it really didn't matter whether you left us and went to a competitor or whether we hired you, the work was the work. So we realized that the differentiator for us would be culture. They say all the time, people don't leave organizations, they leave people, leaders. So we wanted to double down on our culture and remind people we all went into healthcare because of our passion uh, for the field, for helping others. But sometimes people need to be reminded of that. After a frightening bout with his own personal health struggle, 
Sven Gierlinger, Chief Experience Officer at Northwell Health, experienced firsthand the impact and importance of the human experience in healthcare. In our conversation, he shares how the patient experience goes far beyond medical care. Here's why Sven believes healthcare is the most noble profession. Healthcare truly is like the most noble field you can be in. To help people in their most vulnerable times of their lives, help them to get better, to show empathy, to fuel them. And it's so much beyond the medical care that is important in that care experience. And it's like the care for my wife and for my family. I always felt that I was just the tip of the iceberg as the patient laying in that bed. There were so many more people that were impacted by that experience and what it takes to maneuver through that and to deal with all the obstacles that are in the way. Walking the walk is at the core of how Kim Jarrell, Chief Nursing Officer at Bon Secours Mercy Health, leads. She shares how driving a culture of psychological safety is made up of respect and compassion. I think as nurse leaders, we have to be visible. We have to be that leader that is willing to roll our sleeves up and walk alongside those staff nurses and the bedside nurses and support them. So the support has to start with the support that we give our, our staff because they, I mean, they live it, they walk it every day. And I live by, if you have compassion with your teams and you respect your teams, you celebrate your teams, all of that will carry over to the patients that we serve. And so we just have to be consistently visible out on the floors, understanding what the nurses and the techs and the team are going through and to be empathetic. And that's a wrap on season one. It was amazing to hear how many similarities the most change-making executives have in their approach to leadership. They all knew how to keep it real for their teams, demonstrating their own vulnerability as a strength. And that's not easy. That said, this authenticity sets the stage for trusting and impactful connections to flourish. On top of that, these leaders know how to celebrate and acknowledge others' achievements to ensure that their people know they're valued and help them want to stay. Most notably, it's in the seemingly little things that can truly make a difference. Throughout this season, we heard some intense and deeply personal impacting stories, as well as learned a number of fun anecdotes about our guests like who has a signature lavender cocktail, who's listening to Kanye West, and who played a hilarious prank on her nursing director. We hope listening to Moments Move Us created an opportunity for you to reflect on the way you show up with others, because those interactions can be the catalyst that create a major transformation. There are things in this world that we can't control, but what we have within our power is how we seek, really seek others along the way. I'm Rebecca Kornmetter. Thanks for listening to Moments Move Us. Remember, when you put people first, your actions can move others in unexpected ways. Be sure to follow wherever you get your audio.